I'm Chris Lindstrom, and this is the Food About Town podcast. In episode 65 of the Food About Town podcast, I talked to my good friend Chris Clemens from exploringupstate.com about a recent trip we took to Utica to explore the food of the refugee and immigrant community. We actually made a trip last year to Utica and covered a lot of the Italian-American-influenced foods like GM Bot, Utica Greens, Chicken Riggies, and some of the classic baked goods. While we were doing so, we saw all these amazing places from around the world, and we knew we had to make another trip. So this time we explored cuisines like Bosnian, uh, Viet Thai, Lebanese, and some really interesting globally influenced ice creams at the end of the night. So again, I'd like to thank Chris Clemens for you know having me along. We had such a great time. Uh, and his friend Dennis for doing some of the video recording as well. So if you want to check out more information on this, check out Chris's website, exploringupstate.com. He did a more comprehensive write-up than I did, and he included some history as well. It's a great write-up, and I hope you check that out and really enjoy this podcast and descriptions of Utica food like you might not have heard of before. If you do enjoy this podcast, please share it out on social media. I'm at Stromy on Twitter and Instagram. Food About Town on Facebook, and you can find Chris Clemens on Twitter and Instagram if you search for Exploring Upstate. Thanks for listening. a nice day considering what we almost what we almost ran into yesterday and actually i thought we were supposed to have crummy weather all day today too yeah so um let's introduce uh who are you oh uh i'm your buddy oh good i i didn't forget who you are we're talking to the audience now <laughs> uh my name is chris clemens oh that's good where are you from i'm from rochester well, that's good born and raised okay uh, I also have a website. Oh, good. Which I think is what you're getting at. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I have a website called exploringupstate.com. Gotcha. Uh, which is a, I think it's a blog. I, I think so. I don't know how you define blogs anymore, but it's a website that essentially chronicles me uh, driving around and discovering things in uh, New York, not New York City or Long Island. Long uh, Island? Long Island. Right. That I find to be intriguing. Aren't you missing Long Island? You know, well, there's a ton of stuff to be missing in both of Long Island and New York City. But if you Google New York, there are 10 million websites of people doing things about New York City all the time. So I feel like they get plenty of attention and the rest of the state really doesn't. Yeah. Um, so am I missing it? Yeah, maybe a little. Uh, are other people? Probably not. No. There's, yeah, they, they get enough. <laughs> Anytime you're elsewhere in the country, you say, oh, I'm from New York. Like, oh, how's the city? I'm like, I have no idea. Yeah, like I mean, seven hours from it. Yeah, I'm in Rochester. Yeah. So why are you here? Why am I here? Yeah. 
uh, you invited me over. Oh, jeez. That was my first mistake. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> It's actually been a while since I've been here. It has. It's been uh, probably over a year since we've... Uh, since we've talked on Which podcast. is kind of surprising. I mean, I get so much of you in like regular life that it's <laughs> like, oh, you really don't want to bring him over and talk on the <laughs> podcast about anything. I don't blame you. <laughs> so what did we do yesterday, Chris? Uh, so yesterday we did a follow-up visit to Utica, New York, uh, in follow-up to our first visit to Utica, New York last winter. Um, if I remember correctly, did we go the day after Christmas? You know, something like the day after Christmas, which 2015? was... 2015? Yeah, in retrospect, was not a good idea. No, it turned out not to be a good idea. So what we did in 2015, we went to Utica for the purposes of trying all of the classic, uh, well-known Utica Italian foods, like chicken riggies, pasties, tomato pie. And we did all of that. What else did we have? Utica um, greens? Utica greens. We did all that in one day. No, we did. Oh my! It was that was that was a long day. I have to say, it was a very long day. Because uh, I mean, as as you mentioned, we went right after Christmas, so it was. I mean, we we struggled. You know, we had a list, and we had to, you know, we had to go two three places before anything was open because it was the day after Christmas. <laughs> I, I didn't think so many things would be closed on a Saturday. That was the thing. I, I figured everything would be open too, but. So be it. Right. Uh, but in the end, we had a great day. It was, a, got, it was a really fun day. We got some fantastic tomato pie. And what we did was it kind of whetted our appetite to go back for more. And that's what we did yesterday. Right. What was weird, the first time we drove around Utica was we kept, as we were looking for these things, we kept seeing all these really interesting names uh, indicative of other cultures, uh, sometimes names that... Like I, I couldn't pronounce. Yeah. Um, and I, I know that you and I kept saying like, oh, it'd be so awesome to go into this Vietnamese market. And, you know, then we'd realize we didn't have time because if we really wanted to do everything we wanted, we would have been there for a week. At least the Vietnamese market would have been open. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Um, so uh, because you asked, what did, we, what did we do yesterday? Yeah. We went back. We did. And, you know, we, we, we drove out in the morning and we had a, we had a nice agenda on, in front of us and it turned out everything we wanted to do worked out really nicely. It did. Which was a kind of a nice surprise. It was. And, we, and for those who are listening, well, actually, I guess all of this is for those who are listening. I would hope so. Yeah, yeah probably. Uh, we built in a whole bunch of time for uh, serendipity. So we certainly had a uh, not the I, movie. And I t- <laughs> no, no, there's no, there was no movie on that flight. Okay, not not the serendipity movie. Is that a movie? Yeah. Oh, is that a John John Cusack? It sounds like is a John he Cusack in there? movie. I do like John Cusack, but I did not see that movie. I don't mind him. You don't mind him? Yeah, he's not one of those guys that uh, engenders a lot of strong feelings in me. Really? Yeah. There are some John Cusack movies from the 1980s that I. Uh, endlessly enjoy See, one crazy summer. Bobcat Goldwaite. No, never saw it. Oh, great, great movie. You know, if Gross Point Blank was good. Who else? Who was the female in? In one crazy summer, was it Demi Moore? All right, now 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 we're IMDBing during the podcast. This is oh. good. We're doing. We're 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 off to a good start. It only took us took us under ten minutes to get to IMDB. So <laughs> this this is good. Um, and it looks like it was Demi Moore. Demi Moore, Look all right. You. Did I win anything? Uh, you don't have to leave the house immediately. 
Good. That's a good start. All right. So right. Utica. Yeah. Where'd we leave off? Uh, I think we were talking about the trip itself. We had time built in to venture around a little bit. Sure. So, well, actually, we should even back up um, slightly. Yeah. So the purposes of this trip was to go and hit as many um, different ethnic um, and other culture uh, cafes, markets, restaurants, all eateries, all these different places, um, representing the very vibrant, uh, refugee settlements and cultures in, in Utica. Yeah. And that was, you know, that was kind of enlightening to me how much of a, how much of a haven Utica is to the refugee community. It's, uh, you know, a huge percentage of their citizens are, you know, either former, I mean, it's hard to say former, they are still refugees, but been here for a long time. Sure. Yeah. At this point, it's almost one in four of the the city's population, which hovers right around sixty three thousand, is foreign born. Yeah. That's really really high. It is, and you know you could really see it driving around the city. Yeah. You know, totally. From the people walking around, and obviously in the areas we were, you know, markets, restaurants, they were all over the place, and a lot of places we didn't even see during our research. Yeah, so that was one of the things that, as I was going back over my mind today, over all the things that we did, I, I, we can talk more about that in depth. But one of the things I was thinking was there was a lot of, um, a, a lot of cuisines that we missed. Absolutely, and and I, I'm sort of bummed about that. But in retrospect, um, there was nothing unenjoyable about the trip. I just wish that there was more than 24 hours in a day. Yeah, because we we had we had five restaurants and two markets, and I don't think we could have eaten any more. Was that all we did? I think it was seven total places. No, it had to have been more. Wasn't it? I, it was longer than twelve hours. It was. I mean, it was. <laughs> I'm still tired. Yeah, I mean, we we left we left my place at about eight o'clock. And we got back to my place at nine was, o'clock. Was, yeah, yep. I mean, it was it was a it was a day, mm-hmm. but I think it was seven total places. All right, well, ish. But hey, let's let's go through it because I think it's um, what we started on first was Bosnian food, right? Which was a place called uh, Rushnik Market. Yeah, that was on uh, Albany Street, I believe it was. Good memory. Yeah. Um, so it was a former firehouse. Yeah, it was in, it was really interesting when you look into the kitchen. It looked like a firehouse kitchen, like yeah. a hybrid between a house and a commercial kitchen. Yeah. Um, so we started there. We we walk into the into the market itself because uh, there's a market and a restaurant, and you walk into the market and it's all this amazing selection of you know different specialty goods from Eastern Europe. Mm-hmm. And. Um there was a whole bunch of stuff that I would recognize normally, but had a different name on it. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, Kit Kat bars and things like that, but yeah. definitely different text on there. Yeah. Um, and he also had a bunch of fresh baked goods, which was interesting. And while we were in there, I know that you noticed this too, there was a whole bunch of people in there who would come in like just to buy the baked goods and then they'd leave. Yep, in and out yeah. baked goods. And I think it's because he's baking. they were baking specifically, you know, Bosnian baked goods. Yeah. Which... You know, it's, it's a great resource. Uh, I love stuff like that where it's really specific, and it's serving that community really nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we tooled around there for a little bit and made our way through the in-between room into the 
restaurant itself. <laughs> it was an interesting in-between room. The in-between room was interesting. Those markets often are. Yeah. I mean, it's... there's a few in Rochester that I, I know you've been in as well. Yes. Um, and they sell some interesting things. Yeah. I mean, I think every market we went in went into sold blankets. Well, yeah, the blankets are good. Yeah, it's, it's a nice thing to have in the wintertime. So. Central New York winters can be a bear. Yeah, and I think they, they're feeling that today. <laughs> we, we got out just before Utica had a snowstorm. Yeah, hours before. So, yeah, we made it out by the, by the hair of our, well, your hair. <laughs> <laughs> your hair on your chinny-chin-chin. <laughs> so we had a little bit of wiggle room. Um, but, so, yeah, we, were, we went, there, went there for breakfast, and we ordered two of the, I don't know what to call it. It's based on my research. They seemed like two of the traditional dishes, which are um, chivapi, uh, the small sausage served on bread, mm-hmm. and a uh, burek, which is a sort of a pastry dough with ground beef uh, onions inside. Yeah, rolled up, baked. Yeah, it's a little flaky, and the um, and the the chivapi were you know beef sausages, small, really nicely seasoned, and. Uh, this big, big chunk of thick yogurt on the plate too, which was fantastic. And fresh cut uh, onion. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah fresh cut raw onion. onion. Yeah. And we did Turkish coffee, not Turkish coffee, Bosnian coffee. <laughs> we it's did do Bosnian coffee. It was. Uh, I it was, still, by the way, I still don't see the difference between Bosnian, Turkish, Greek, and Lebanese coffee. <laughs> They're pronounced differently. I mean that that yeah, but I don't. I they all look the same to me. Yeah, I have to admit. I mean, I've had a lot of Turkish coffee at this point. Yeah, and I have to admit, I um, I, I don't know the difference between. Uh, it seems like it's done the same way in a small pot with really fine grounds boiled in that pot. Yeah, and it's strong. But I do know that they call the pot something different. Okay, well that's that's a good thing. Like I had a, a Greek friend give me um, one of those, and she says this is a briki, and I said, oh, is, that's what they call it in Turkey, and she goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's Greek. Obviously. I said, well, they call it in Turkey. She goes, I don't know. I'm not Turkish. I'm Greek. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm not I'm not sure. Okay, good. I'm glad we settled that. Yeah. I but the coffee I'm... was great. Yeah. It was it was it was very strong and having not had a lot of water in the morning, it was I got jittery stew. right away. There it is uh, jitter, jitter inspiring. Yeah. But I mean for breakfast, you know, getting that pastry and meat. Which is really what it was, and the bread actually, the bread on that chivapi was fantastic. It was um, so it was a little bit buttery, yeah, a uh, little bit crust, um, j- very little on the outside, but you could tell it had been like put on uh, like a griddle. It had been grilled, yeah. yeah. And I gotta say, it was it was kind of the perfect breakfast after you know it was almost uh, 10, 30, 11 o'clock, and we needed food, yeah. I needed food. Yeah, well, yeah, because it's funny because we didn't eat knowing we were going to be eating a lot all day. Yeah, and then by the time we got to ten thirty, suddenly, yeah, I was, I was, we were famished. I needed food. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it was, it was the perfect start to the day, and from there, you know, everything and everything we were going to was really not that far away from each other. We we kind of settled in the heart of, the heart and the surrounding areas of Utica. Mm-hmm. Um. So we ended up going to uh, Pham Mae Kong was our next stop, which is a, um, I guess, nominally Vietnamese, but they do Viet, Thai, some Cambodian, mm-hmm. um, really diverse Asian menu. Mm-hmm. 
Um, she said the chef and owner was Cambodian, right? Was Cambodian, but, but she only cooked Vietnamese food. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I, that was a great fact. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, that she was, she started cooking Vietnamese food when she came here to America. And I think that was the other thing we discovered as we talked to people that every place we went to, people were immigrants. They weren't just doing this. They, they came from other places. Right. Yeah. We were eating food that they learned to make in other countries. Yeah. Which, you know, we, we thought so based on the research. But when you talk to the people, it was great to get that that input. Mm-hmm. We were talking to a couple of the servers at Fa Kong and... You know, they had mentioned that, you know, the lady who was cooking came over 15, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. And, you know, and they've been uh, working in restaurants ever since, which is a very common story. Mm-hmm. Um, the Vietnamese and Cambodian were some of the first refugees that the city of Utica started to take in. Uh, I know we talked a little bit about it in the video, but at one point, the city of Utica was a powerhouse. I mean, economically, they were more than stable. They were the textile hub of the entire world at one point in the early 1900s. And when they started to struggle, um, they had these neighborhoods that had all these homes that people weren't living in, and they were kind of struggling, and these homes were empty and doing nothing. And in, I think it was like 1981, or maybe the late 1970s, they started bringing in Vietnamese and Cambodian refugees and basically said, Here's these houses. They're yours. Live in them. And people started fixing them up, and it helped to stabilize the city. Um, and because it worked so well, they started inviting more. Yeah, and it seemed like it kind of ramped up for a long time, too. Yeah, and still is. Um, although I, I've, I've read some very interesting news, um, and I know that we don't want to get into any politics, yeah, we're gonna um, try not to. <laughs> Although it's kind of—I mean, you know—when you're when you're talking about topics like this, it, it comes up, and it came up when we were talking to some of the uh, some of the restaurant owners. That's for sure. Sure, um, y- y- that was actually—I think it's I, a good I, time. I, we're probably getting sidetracked, but it's that okay. was one of the things that was on my mind uh, while we were even planning this trip two months ago. <clears throat> was last year we knew we were going to do this trip around this time. Yeah, we had no idea that Trump was going to be president and that Absolutely immigration not. and refugee stats, um, status and bans on travel, all of these things were going to be um, so much part of our daily news cycle. Yeah, and it was really in play while we were while we were there. It was right in the news cycle. Right. Yeah, because there's a few people, uh, and that's what I um, was just thinking about when we started on this topic, was that there have been a few people in Utica who are directly affected by the current administration's take on refugee status. Yeah. Um, I got sidetracked. I don't know where we were before that. It's okay. So we, we were we were at the we were at Fa Kong and talking about all right talking about that place. Uh, we we enjoyed some pho there, mm-hmm. which always a good move. Yeah, we had drunken noodles. Drunken noodles, which uh, I learned quite some time ago have nothing to do with alcohol. No, not at all. Um, and actually, it's one of those. It's actually a dish you'll find in a lot of Thai places. Uh, dish that has Chinese influences, mm. so it's really a it's one of those multicultural noodle dishes you'll see, and has a some crossover with you know, China Thai food, mm-hmm. and it's it's a it's a it can be a really nice dish. Mm-hmm. Um, but what they did tell us was they gave us some information about some places to go in our uh, serendipitous time, um, <laughs> our, our Cusack time. Yeah, our Cusack time. I think is what we're going to call it now. Um, but what we did was we ended up in we ended up going to a uh, Viet Market, right? Um, which 
was right around the corner, and I'm not going to even try to pronounce it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, <coughs> I'm not touching um, that one. I will. We can say it was right across the streets from uh, street from Oskanitz. Yeah, which is where uh, one of the places we stopped last year. We did stop there last year, and by the way, they they really need to do a better job advertising that they're like <laughs> the second oldest pizzeria in the country. It, it is a, a pretty unique distinction. I was watching a, I was watching a pizza show online not that long ago, and you know the first pizzeria in New York was like you know nineteen oh five or something. The next one was nineteen twenty one. Which was Oskanitz, right? No, that's next one in New York was like 1921, and Oskanitz was 1914. Oh, I see what you're saying. So, like, they really need to push this harder. It's a that's a huge deal. Yeah, that they're the second oldest actively running pizzeria in the country. Yeah, that's that's a fascinating thing that I think needs a little more publicity. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you if you've never been. That's that's a fascinating place too. It is. That's a really unique pizza recipe, and it's it's one of the oddest pizzas I've ever tried. Yeah, you know, spread sausage and yeah. sauce and cheese. It was really cool. Um, so go back and watch our video from last year if you want to see pictures of it. That's it right. kind of neat. Um, but or, right across, or better yet, just go to Utica. Or go to Utica. It's only yeah. two hours away, <laughs> or faster if you drive like Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Drive that fast. No, you were good. We, 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 we made really nice time. We did, we did do pretty well. <clears throat> so, yeah, this, this big market right across the street from um, Oskanitz, which it's not spelled that way. Don't try searching for it like no, that. No, It's spelled Oskugnizos. Right. Um, but this market was really nice. Uh, and we went, to, we went to two different markets during the day, and both were really well stocked, a lot of variety, and you know, we both got some interesting things there. We did. So what you got over there? I ha- actually, so I bought a few things while we were there. I'm a big fan of ginger. Yeah, me Maybe too. Maybe because my beard is red. I don't know, but uh, so I bought these amber ginger rock candies. Okay. Uh, I do like ginger candy, so I thought I would give these a try. But uh, these are actually packaged in New York. Really? Yeah, Queens. It says Richmond Hill, which I uh, I think is I'm pretty sure is Queens. So let me read the bag to you. Well, you open that and uh, put it in your mouth. Can something taste good and be good for you? Why are they called apartments when they're stuck together? If vegetarians eat vegetables, what do humanitarians eat? <laughs> Can people be beautiful on the outside but ugly on the inside? Yes. We don't know. We never cut one open. <laughs> so wow. I'm not sure I'm not sure what you're eating right now. It doesn't feel humanitarian at least. <laughs> um. Is it good? I haven't eaten one yet. It's You're, really good. You just beat me. Yeah, it's really good. It's it's really gingery, and I'm hoping I don't just put hard candy noises on the podcast for the next ten minutes. Well, but we can, this we is can, delightful. You take them out. Yeah, I think we're, we'll we'll take a break in a few minutes. Um, oh, it's sweeter than I thought. It's sweet, but it's spicy. Yeah, there's a little. It has kick. a has decent ginger spice to it. Um, made with uh, natural ginger extract. Yeah, yeah, I can taste that. <clears throat> yeah, I bought some. Uh, I bought a different variety of sriracha sauce there, shark brand sriracha sauce. Not made with real sharks. No, no real shark in there. Okay, thankfully, don't hunt sharks. It's not cool. <laughs> don't, um, don't make sauce out of sharks. No, it's not cool. Don't do it. Um, but another, you know, it's a a great location, really busy, and you know, another place serving their community really nicely. Yeah, and 
what we did after that was kind of interesting place they told us about as well. We stopped over at a um, Buddhist temple for a few minutes. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting, kind of up your alley. That's totally up my alley. Yeah, when I first started blogging in 2011, it was specific to um, spirituality and religion in New York. And me visiting with uh, my buddy Luke a lot of these <clears throat> intriguing spiritual and religious sites all over the state. Um, so it was really cool to be able to go and see um, that temple. It was I was a little bummed that it wasn't open. It wasn't, but I, I did enjoy the chrome the chrome metal work out front. Yeah. I thought the designs were really well done. Yeah, the spirit houses scattered yeah. all around the outside. Um, and uh, it's funny, Dennis <clears throat> grabbed the same photo that I did um, of the roof because um, all of the cement work that they did, they had carved all this really beautiful, um, ornate uh, decor into the roof line and uh, into the shingling, which was really, really, really fun. Yeah, and I think it's something we noticed driving around as well, how how diverse the um, religious uh, buildings are in, in Utica. You know, a lot of you know Islamic centers, a lot of uh, different Orthodox, Orthodox churches. Yeah. And, you know, the Buddhist temple we went to briefly. Um, it was really interesting to see how that, you know, how the immigrant uh, immigrant side of things colored the, the landscape when it came to that side. Yeah, totally. Um, so... We did we did a couple of random things and then we went um, our third place. What was our third place? We did a couple other markets, I think. We did another we did another market, another Asian market. Oh, um, that's the, yeah, that's the one that didn't have heat. Yeah, it was a little cool in there. <laughs> um, but everything was really fresh. It was. Uh, <laughs> it was. Everything was very fresh. Yeah. Um, so we, yeah, we stopped at another one, which is again it, another place that was busy. They were making food there for people to buy, mm-hmm. and produce looked really nice. So, you know, again, it, it, we we didn't go to a lot of these places. There were a ton of Asian markets and uh, Eastern European markets all around the city. Yeah, there was a couple times um, when we decided to drive aimlessly rather than using our GPS. Sometimes it's really fun for me to just get lost in a new area. Um, the road that I like to take most is the one that I haven't taken before. Yeah. Um, and the more that we did that, the more we went, whoa, what's that? And it was <clears throat> African cuisine, and it was Caribbean this, and it was uh, Dominican market that. this. Yeah. yeah. So, um, And it's interesting because when you and I sat down at my kitchen table a month and a half ago to try to come up with a list, a lot of those places didn't show up anywhere online. No. And we, we, had, a, we had a pretty big list. We Just from this style of food, I think we had 25 different places. Right on our list that we narrowed down to five. Um, but a lot of these places that looked fantastic, you know, they're all small places. They didn't even show up online anywhere. Yeah. Um, which is, is pretty common. So, um, I'll give my typical statement here. If you want to find really cool food, drive around the streets of the city. You don't drive or drive on Rochester too. There's tons of places. Mm-hmm. I found, I found a Cuban restaurant in Rochester. As far as I knew, there wasn't one. Interesting. And I found one. So we'll have to stop by. Yeah. I don't think they're doing sandwiches yet. No? Maybe they will at some point. I would love that. That would be awesome. Yeah. Um, so so let have... me ask you something yeah, then. Um, because this was one of the things that I was wondering about our trip yesterday. Have you ever gone into a place that you consider to be um, adventurous and maybe in a part of the city that you wouldn't <clears throat> normally be in and maybe get the stink eye or not welcome? No, I, I think for me the the best part about going into these places is 
if you're going in there earnestly and you're going in there really interested in what these people are doing, I've never received gotten anything other than really gracious yeah. um, from people. And sometimes it's like, oh, great, a you know, white person showed up. <laughs> and I, I'm not saying that because like, oh, you know, the white savior showed up or anything, but it was like somebody's coming in here yeah, that's what not are you usually doing here? here. Right. Um, and I, I usually make an effort to talk to the people who are there as well. And, you know, ask, hey, what do you like about this place? What's your favorite places in this neighborhood? Yeah. Because that's not where I live. So I don't know that area that well. Well, I guess one of the reasons I asked that question is because of one of the experiences we had yesterday. Yeah. We walked in to a place, and I'm not going to say where. Yeah. Uh, And we obviously, because we blog and create content about what we do, we were taking a lot of photos and some video. And I think we probably jumped the gun maybe <clears throat> we did like, a little bit started taking uh p- pictures and photos like the minute we walked in the door one i think part of the deal too is um in retrospect now that i look back at it i mean look at what we were there to do we were there to document people who came here mm-hmm. um as as refugees or mm-hmm. immigrants and you know it's not like these, these aren't places that are you know yelped about or covered by you know, the typical like food blog like people. Right. Where they're taking pictures of the food all the time. Right. So it's probably something that's not as common either. Sure. We walked in, started taking pictures, and <laughs> we got approached. Yeah. And someone said basically like, Hey, what are you guys doing with all the photos? Yeah. Um, and I got a little nervous. Yeah, you know, it's and I think it's something we you know, we all have to be conscious of. I think as long as as long as you have good intentions and you know you're really there for an honest purpose of exploration and you're not trying to exploit anybody, which we weren't. We were there to explore and try different stuff. Right. Um, I think it all tends to work out, but I think it gave us a gave us a reminder that we probably should broach it broach the subject with people uh, before we started doing that. Right. And for anyone who's wondering, we started talking to the person who approached us, said, hey, here's where we're from. Here's what we're looking to do. Really what we want is to learn more about what it is you do here. Yeah. And by the time we left, I would say that we were very friendly. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that helped us um, you know, with the places we went after that as well. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think I mentioned it. One of the things that I often think about when I'm doing something, and it was particularly in the forefront of my mind when I was going to um, churches and mosques and temples and all these different places, is the Borat movie. <clears throat> yeah. He essentially recorded that movie under the false pretense that he was someone wanting to learn something more, and basically he took all those interviews and made them in a lot of ways, a mockery of what he was really trying to do. So for someone to come here from another country looking for a safe haven, essentially, um, and wanting to be safe and having someone come in and not know who these people are, uh, it it was a nice reminder that... um, What am I trying to say? (laughs) What are you doing? Well, I figured I would uh, make the silence go away with the noise of the ginger oh, yeah. candy in my mouth. Yeah. I, I, I'm sure it's less awkward. My, my brain fart. <laughs> my brain fart was replaced with your teeth. Yeah. But no, I, th- I think it really, it did kind of put us in a different mindset. We, we kind of, we already knew we had to be a little bit, uh, not, not sensitive, but I think we needed to 
we wanted to learn more, yeah. which is why we were there. So we wanted, we had open minds and open eyes going into it. But I think that helped check us a little bit and put us in a different, you know, slightly changed mindset. Yeah. Um, but it was good. Um, and before we go on to the next place, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. I'd like to take a second to tell you about a new Rochester-based website called Frankly. That's P-H-R-A-N-K dot L-Y. Frankly is a one-stop shop to find out where your favorite restaurants source their ingredients and also a great way to see who carries that coffee you love or who uses the best bread for their sandwiches. Frankly is the perfect tool to find the information you need about the food and drink you love. That's P-H-R-A-N-K dot L-Y. And we're back for the second part of our second Utica trip, part two. Part two. Yeah. Uh, so after we after we finished going to our uh, Asian grocery stores, we ended up at Tariq's Bakery on Bank Place, which is right off the main drag. Uh, not quite. I don't. It's not Main Street. Was it Genesee Street? I think it's Genesee, and we were on Bank Street. Yeah, Bank Place, and it's it's right in the right in the heart of downtown. You know, near the theater, all that stuff. So um, we went there. We ended up eating pastry mostly. Oh yeah, I'm not going to be able to pronounce that. We well, no, there's no way. Did, oh, I don't, I don't have the menu. No, it's currently on my kitchen table. All right, I'm I'm going to try. So why don't you talk about Tariq's for a second? I'm going to pull up the menu. So Tariq's is owned by a 19-year-old. Yeah, well, um, his... Yeah, Tariq is a 19-year-old. Right. Um, and the family runs it. Um, and um, so I think we primarily went there for the purposes of having dessert. So we got this lemony thing, uh, this lemon, lemony cake. Which I'm, I'm going to get that in a second. He pronounced it for me multiple times, and I still... Oh, I, I got almost nothing Made from a that. fool of myself. Yeah. Um, and then we had this uh, chocolate, uh, this very very rich chocolate log, yeah, which was type of pastry, yeah, which was pretty tasty. And we got to try a different take on the uh, different take on the burek there as well. That was interesting. So, is that the only time yesterday that we tried the same thing at different places? Yeah, it was because. You know, this uh, Tariq's Bakery was uh, is a Bosnian place as well. And we went in there, and we weren't planning on eating the same stuff. But, um, you know, the, the, the father of Tariq was there. Um, actually, I, I, did we get his name? I don't think we got his name. You know, I'm, I'm not sure we did. Yeah. Felt bad. I, I, I do feel bad because we actually talked with him probably more than we did anybody else. Yeah, really engaging guy, too. Yeah. Um, but we got we he he wanted us to try his uh, his take on the burek, and it, it was great to try two different kinds. Um, you know the one at uh, Rosnik Market in the morning, mm-hmm. his in the afternoon, <clears throat> and we actually got in the in the video on YouTube uh, when this is uh, should be out when this podcast is out. Mm-hmm. You can check out. Uh, the video of uh, one of the ladies in the back making it, yeah, which was really interesting. How thin they did the pastry dough. Yeah, it was almost so thin that it was uh, like falling apart. <clears throat> yeah, it was almost see through, and yeah, yeah, it was. It's hard to keep it together, which was so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But I also think that because it was so thin, it created that sort of bubbly, thin um, crust yeah. on the top, which I, I think was uh, noticeably uh, different than the one that we had in the morning. Absolutely. Uh, that crunch was really fantastic. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's uh, Tariq's Bakery over on Bank Place. Um, but, yeah, we, it was nice. it was a nice break in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. And... From there, we kind of we took a side trip after Tariq's Bakery. We took a few. Yeah. So I had been really wanting, and and I mean like a long time. Yeah. Wanting to see the Whitesboro, New York sign. Now, for those that don't know, that sounds really boring. <laughs> I mean, I assume everybody thought it was boring, but I'm just telling them that's a boring thing to do to go look at a town sign. With, generally speaking, generally speaking, which I feel bad about because actually I do that quite regularly. <laughs> <laughs> but why specifically were we there to look at the Whitesboro sign? The Whitesboro sign is probably one of the most famous signs in New York um, at this point. Comedy Central did a little skit on it. There are a lot of people have discussed it. So their town emblem um, is somewhat controversial. Uh, yeah, somewhat. Uh, I'm not going to pretend to. Uh, know the history behind it other than what I read. I wasn't around when it was created. Yep. Um, but it appears, it's it's been interpreted by many <clears throat> sure. to be a white man with his hands on the throat of a Native American. Um, so it, they caught some flack for it, um, and they discussed it on the national stage, in fact. Like I said, Comedy Central went there and, and, and did a story on it, and the town voted on whether or not they should remove it, and uh, and they decided not to remove it. Uh, it was uh, The history behind the emblem is that it was a tradition when the region was first settled by whites um, that they got into wrestling matches with the Native uh the native tribes, it was the Mohawks. And by um, the way, that is the name of the man who founded the town was something white. Uh, yeah, what, yeah, because it was White's Town. Right. right. So it's, it's not just because white people named it. It was a gentleman named White. Right. Um, so I, I certainly didn't want... Uh, I didn't want to get too deep into the history of that for our trip, but um, even though it's boring, I, I often do like getting <laughs> photos of, <laughs> of interesting signs. Yeah, and this um, this one's very, very unique. Yeah. In and fact, I even follow uh, Exploring by Sign on Instagram. Oh, cool. Yeah. He's uh, this dude. Actually, he's from Geneva. Uh, his name is Steve. He drives around and takes pictures of historical signs in New York. Yeah, which, and I, obviously, um, I do find this stuff interesting Every you know, New York's really good about pointing out historical landmarks mm-hmm. with signs. So it's always actually kind of interesting to see what those are and actually stop and look at them. Yeah, totally. Um, so we went into Whitesboro. We did we did that very we briefly. Yeah, very briefly. You wanted a beer. Yep, we actually went up to Woodland Brewing, mm-hmm. which I think um, technically is in Marcy, New York. Marcy, New York. Uh, you know, ten minutes outside of Utica, just north. Yep, yep. and. It was another. It was a nice break to break to our day. Yeah, and I got this really fascinating, um, fascinating black IPA, which you know uses a uses a darker malt, and this was a cask black IPA brewed with spruce tips. Um, 
so it was kind of cascading different versions of, you know, piney bitterness and piney tastes. Hmm. And it was really smooth. You got a little bitterness in the beginning, the pine taste, and then this big, sweet resin taste from the, you know, fresh spruce tips. It was uh, one of the more interesting beers I've had in a while. Hmm. So I'm, I'm really glad we went up there. Yeah. Um, it was a nice little diversion. I think we kind of needed a break from... It was a nice break. Even yeah. though I had, they had nothing for me. <clears throat> they did have nothing for you. But, well, Thankfully, actually, in fairness, they had Saranac products. They did. Which I've had many, many times. Yeah. And I think you, that's the thing. When you're doing these kind of trips, I know for me, it's hard to go with things you're so familiar with. Right. We really want to try something new and interesting and exciting everywhere we go. Mm-hmm. So that's why, you know, you see Saranac, like, oh, I'm disappointed. Even though it's a pretty good product. Totally. It's just that I've had it many times. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I will say um, Woodland was packed. It really was. It was, you know, four four thirty on a on a Saturday, mm-hmm. and place was. I don't think there was a single seat available. No, it was totally when packed. we were there, which is well, great. Yeah, it's great to see. <clears throat> you know, it's another thing that I think we noticed going to a lot of these places was how busy they actually were. Mm-hmm. Um, and another good example, we stopped into um, was it Bite? You Bakery? got it. Uh, this is in. What street is that? That's this is the. I think it's a Riskini. Okay, <clears throat> so this is right in the area where uh, Utica Coffee is, Utica Utica Bread, Taylor and Cook. You know, this is kind of the one of the um, up and coming districts of Utica where this stuff is. Yeah, where so Bite I think. Is. Yeah, I think Bite is in a uh, neighborhood that's called Franklin Square. Okay, uh, and I think it's where Ariscani meets Genesee. Yeah, it's right in that area. So yeah, we stopped in there. Um, it was another. Another nice break. Got some got some Utica coffee. I uh, tested my fate by crossing Oriskany into the center of Franklin Square to get a picture of a sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when you when you watch our YouTube when you watch our YouTube video, you will see signs. There are signs. Oh, there will be signs. Um, plenty of sign B roll. I saw the sign. Signs, signs everywhere. There were signs. Oh, that's a good one too. Yeah. And then there was a terrible movie about signs. Oh, the M Night Shyamalan movie, Shyamalan Ding Dong movie. Yeah, I don't know. That was that was there was that was a fun movie. Was it? I never saw it. You never saw it, but you just, <laughs> of course, just <laughs> of course. I my my wife is yelling from the couch in there, bashing me for. She's yelling there, at me. It a lot. was there was a lot of water in that movie. So she's yelling at me for judging a movie without having seen it, and I reserve my right to judge movies without having seen them. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so after all of our breaks, we ended up at um, back to one of the areas where we were last year. It was right near the uh, Matt Brewing Company where they make Saranac, right? Saranac beer, Saranac soft drinks, Utica Club, Utica Club, very famous beer. Yeah, which yeah, another. It's a fun tour, by the way. Uh, we did that. We covered that last year, right? And some of that's in our video from last year as well. That's right. So um, we ended up in that area for dinner at a place called Zena's Cafe, yep. which served Lebanese food. Barrack Street. Yeah, so how familiar were you with uh, Lebanese food beforehand? Not really. I mean, I'm familiar with with some of those foods, but I guess I didn't ever really know that they are, <laughs> s- much like we talked about coffee and the differences between um you know, Bosnian and Turkish coffee and Greek coffee, they're very similar to me. So the differences between hummus of different countries from that region are, are a little bit lost on me. 
and actually it's one of those things that's actually pretty universal. It's one of the very few dishes. A lot of them have different names, mm-hmm. but hummus is one of them that actually is pretty universal between Turkish, Israeli, uh, Lebanese, uh, Greek. You'll see hummus on all those menus. Macedonian? And I have no idea about Macedonian cuisine. You stumped me. They they sort of just sort of just takes, didn't they? Oh, I guess, sure. The Greeks do not like the Macedonians. <laughs> They're very unhappy about that history. Xena's. <laughs> Xena's Cafe, yeah. Not not Xena Warrior Princess's Cafe, but Xena's. No, but that is a cafe that I would have gone to. Yeah, it would have been a lot more swords on the wall, though. Isn't she from Rochester? Lucy Loveless? Is that her name? I think so. Lawless. Lucy Lawless? Whatever. Close enough. Could this be our second IMDb of the podcast? Oh, jeez. I think it's going to have to be. I think it is Lucy Lawless, by is, the way. Is she from Fairport? Lucy Lawless Rochester. Xena, Xena Warrior? Xena uh, the... No, we're, we're, we're getting somewhere. Xena the somewhere. Princess Bride Warrior? No, and it was Lucy Lawless. One, that's good. I'm not getting anything about Rochester. No? So... I wonder what I'm thinking. No, I maybe you're right. I, I don't know. All right, we can move on. I, I hope so, or else we're going to be just searching IMDb for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so Zena's Cafe, um, we ended up going in there for dinner, and I think we had we had a fantastic time there. Um, got to chat with the uh, chat with the owners and the cooks, and for a few minutes, and I was talking. I, I love Lebanese food. And I was talking about it with them, and I mentioned something without knowing it. They didn't have it on their menu, which is the um, uh, manaish. Uh, sometimes you'll see it as manakish on a menu. And I'd mentioned zatar, and they're really excited uh, that I'd asked about it. So they made one made one up for us. They were if excited. If you never had one before, did you ever have one of those before, Chris? I had not. Uh, kind of interesting flavor combination, isn't it? It was. It was an interesting texture too, because it wasn't just like eating pita. No, it's this yeah, it was spice blend. And, yeah, yeah. Um, just real quick, uh, Lucy. Are we going back to something important? Yeah, she's from New Zealand. It's really close to Rochester. <laughs> um, it's kind of our sister country, right? I don't know what I'm thinking. I don't watch. <laughs> I don't. I've never seen the show, so I don't know why I came up with that. So I'm glad you hijacked the podcast with your Lucy Lawless stuff. For no reason whatsoever. Yeah, I think it turned out really nicely. You're welcome. <laughs> so we end up having our uh, Zatar Manaish. Which is fun to say. It really is. Zatar Manaish. I, I love pronouncing these things from all these different culturally diverse places. I love butchering them. Oh, it's the best. But you have to own it, too. Yeah, I oh, like trying... I- but when somebody corrects me, I'm like, oh, I will do exactly what you told me. I'm, I'm not going to tr- keep on doing it my way. Right. Um, but we, we ended up buying a uh, little sampler platter of hummus, uh, baba ganoush, mm-hmm. uh, tabbouleh, and kibe. Kibe, yeah. And I thought everything we had on that plate was just fantastic. I'd also like to point out we had more coffee. We did have coffee. And uh, this was Lebanese coffee. Right. Which is... The same as Turkish coffee, Greek coffee, and Bosnian coffee, as far as I can tell. I got to say, though, it was slightly different. It tasted different, that's for sure. Yeah, it did. And it, I wouldn't say that it was um, as gritty. It was a little lighter. Yeah. And maybe they don't, um, maybe it's just tradition not to go quite as long. 
but is a, it was a lighter a lighter cup considering how intense it still was. Right, right. Um, but at that point, that was kind of nice. Yeah, it was a good pick me up. It was. That was probably five thirty at that point. Yeah, and it already it had been a day already. Yeah. Um, and you know we had we had that, and then we had some um, kefta kebab, which mm-hmm. is uh, ground meat and herbs with some rice. And you know what? It was it was a fantastic meal, and everybody treated us great there. Yeah, they were super friendly. Yeah, it was very engaging. And another place. We walked in. It wasn't crazy busy at, you know, five-ish. Mm-hmm. By the time we left, that place was completely packed. Yeah, it was. Um, and I think that was that was a great sign of, you know, people going out and enjoying the restaurant scene there in Roch- in, uh, in Utica. Yeah. You know, one of the other things that I, uh, that I noticed about the entire day, and I don't think I ever commented on mm. yesterday, was we were not the only, uh, like, non-Asians in the Asian market. And yeah. we were not the only uh, non-Bosnians in Tariq's. Um, so there was a lot of people um, from all different backgrounds that were going to these places. It, it wasn't just us. And I, I like seeing that. Absolutely. I think that's it's a great sign that people are really engaging with the community there and just makes it more exciting to check out more things. Right. Um so yeah, if you had a bad experience with something, it sort of uh, turns you off to uh, trying new things in the future. When you absolutely. have great experiences with trying something new, it really inspires you, I think, to continue <clears throat> to try that. So um, it seems like these owners of these cafes and places are open to having people um, because they know that it potentially is going to bring more people. Yeah, and asking questions too. Um, yeah, one one of the people we talked to, we we talked to for a while. We asked we asked a number of questions, mm-hmm. and those are really, um, you know, we got some interesting insights from people about, you know, the whole, the whole experience of being you know a refugee and opening your own business and doing all that stuff, mm-hmm. um, and the struggles. Yeah, it's of doing all that. It's difficult, you know, from somebody who'd been here for a long time, and you know, going through that whole process. I was really grateful that, you know, people took that time to talk to us about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Zeno's was our last um, dinner, our last uh, savory food stop. Last entree. Last entree. It wasn't our last food. <laughs> it never ends. Um, and where we went from there was um, Emmy's Gobu Cuisine, which is on Bank Place right past uh, Tariq's Bakery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple doors down. <clears throat> really not that far. And that was pegged on our schedule as our dessert. And Again. an exciting dessert it was. Yeah, it, another dessert. Yeah. It was our, our second dessert. Yeah, and it was <laughs> another place that was packed. You know, we came in um, probably about 6 o'clock, 6, 6.30, and that place was packed. Yeah, it was. It was our, our table was the only table that was open. Oh, that's right. And we went in and said we wanted dessert, and they told us about this trio of ice creams they had that day. And cheesecakes. And cheesecakes. Yeah, they really had a long list of cheesecakes that I didn't realize before when we were first creating the menu and and landed them on our itinerary. No. Um, But we ended up with these trio of ice creams, um, the most traditional of which was mango, which was very successful. But it's funny to think of mango as being traditional. Yeah, in, compa- in comparison, <laughs> mango is traditional. It's not. It probably is for a sorbet. Yeah. Uh, but not for an ice cream. 
Yeah, and that was one although, that was pretty tasty. I, although now I guess we're getting into definitions of what ice cream is. Yeah, I mean sorbet is not ice cream. Uh, it depends how you define it. No, it's sorbet. I understand, but if you look at the definition of ice cream, uh, it, it basically is very uh, has a why. What am I saying? There, there's it a has set of, a largely encompassing definition. Yes, but uh, custards. In, yeah, there there is a there are some guidelines though, and I believe it has to have milk in it. Okay, for it to be an ice cream, I believe there's a certain percentages of. Uh, milk fat that has to be met to be ice cream versus, um, oh, why am I forgetting gelato? Ice okay. cream versus gelato versus other things like that. Okay. So I'm going to correct you. All right. And you're going to look at me questioningly. No, I'm looking at you thinking, I want to go look this up later. Oh, I'm, we're definitely going to look Cause it up. Because I want to learn. I think you want to be right more than anything else. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> almost, <laughs> almost never right. <laughs> About anything. I couldn't even pronounce Emmys yesterday. Yeah, I kept so calling it Emma's. Yeah, Emma's Global Cuisine. Yeah. Um, but which, I think I, which I think I did last year with Oskinitz. Yeah. I kept that, calling it something else. Yeah. Uh, you could say a lot of things about that place when it comes to pronunciation. Right. But back to Emmys. Are, oh, yeah. Back ice to cream. Emmys. Get back to Emmys. This, this was ice cream. It was. And it was. We had mango, which is our base, which is the easiest of the three. Um, Which I really liked a lot. It I had, did. It had a really bright flavor. Yep. And it was we, creamy. The next one we were there for, this the one we came for, was the purple yam ice cream. Purple yam ice cream. The color was fantastic. It was. Really vibrant purple. And I really enjoyed it. I know it was, it was maybe a little tough with the savory kick because it had actual pieces of yam in it, starchy yam. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed the savory kick it had. I liked it. I don't know that I would say I loved it. Yeah. But I liked it. I don't know. I crave ice cream a lot. Mm. I don't know if I would crave that one. Yeah, I don't think it's likely. But I liked it a lot. I easily could have eaten three scoops of it by myself. Yeah, I don't think it's likely to be the next Ben & Jerry's flavor to go national. Sure. Probably not. Um, but I, I loved it, and I've actually, it's, uh, I love the chunks in there, mm-hmm. the, the starchy chunks. Um, the last one we had, which I had no idea was there, was the most um, adventurous of the three, which was cheddar cheese ice cream. What a surprise. I was very surprised, and I thought it turned out really well. I really liked it a lot, and I couldn't believe that I liked it a lot. Yeah, it, it was. Every time I took a bite, I thought, eh, maybe the first couple of bites I was wrong. No, but it was. I think every bite reemphasized the fact that this was good, and this was a fascinating idea. Yeah, I agree. Um so they kind of used, you know, small pieces of cheddar cheese in there. And the way they described it was kind of like it had a popcorn-like flavor almost. And it totally did. It felt like I was eating a cold cheddar cheese popcorn. With sweetening. Right. Sweetening? Or sweet sweetenering? Sweet 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 sugar sweetenering. <laughs> this I'm struggling with words. Um, it was a sweet ice cream still. It wasn't like a savory ice cream. Yeah, I would agree. Um, which I actually had once. I went to a place. They had salt and pepper ice cream. Uh, and it didn't have any sugar in it? At all? No. So it was like whipped milk with salt and pepper, pepper and it was cold. Yeah. 
that doesn't sound like ice cream to me. It was me. really bad. Yeah. Well, I think it would, you really had to serve it with something else. We had it by itself. Like actual ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe on a savory dish, you know, as, as, a, uh, as a palate cleanser, but it was, by itself, it was not something I really wanted to go back to. Yeah. I Great place that. otherwise. Okay. Um, but, so, Emmy's really capped off the night in a great way. It did. Um, with three different ice creams that still were exciting us after a long day of eating. I agree. Would I say that the cheddar cheese ice cream was the highlight of my day? Ooh. It's probably not fair to say because, uh, I mean, I really, I don't know if, yeah, there might have been one thing that I really didn't love. Yeah. Um, but I really enjoyed everything. So for me to say, like, that one thing was better than the other maybe is, is not fair. But I think one of the reasons that the cheddar cheese ice cream stands out in my mind is because I was so surprised. I know I like pho. Right. And I know when pho is good, I'm going to like it. Um, that one surprised me. Yeah, that, w- that was surprising. Um, you know, for me, it's I was uh, talking to... I think we talked to a few people about it. It's one of these things I find interesting as I as I get older and explore food more, how my comfort foods have changed yeah. so much over the years. While my comfort foods when I was growing up were, you know, my mom's cooking. It was, you know, spaghetti and whatever jarred sauce we had <laughs> and um, ham loaf. And oh. Yeah. Actually, it's still awesome. Yeah? Oh, yeah. It's great. All right. It's... All right, so I'm going to talk about ham loaf for a second because I still adore this dish. You get 10 seconds. 10 seconds for ham loaf. Um, ground ham, ground pork. You're done. Ritz crackers, and that's it. It's a loaf. A little bit of milk, a little bit of milk. It's the best. Do you pinch it? You, you, I mean, you cook it. You never pinch it? I don't think you pinch ham loaf. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're killing me. You're ah, killing me. I made you say it. Ah. Uh, so, um, my point is that my comfort foods have changed, and now my comfort foods are things like Lebanese food and uh, Korean and Thai, and that's why I love visiting these places, because I find things that I can enjoy for a long time. You like, really do lean uh, in some I- interesting uh, directions. Yeah, but now, like, now I really want to, I want to explore the Bosnian food more. I want... I want mm-hmm. Borek at another place. Yeah. I'd love to try Chavapi at another place. I don't think there's anything in Rochester, do you? No, I don't think so. And that's that makes it even more exciting. Now, I think we'll have to slam in some Bosnian food next time we go to Utica. Yeah. Um, but it, it was great. I think, for me, the highlights were when things were just so good. I mean, Zena's Cafe at that tabbouleh was almost perfect. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was so bright and refreshing after a long day of eating. Yeah got this chopped herb with acid and everything else and it was like the perfect palate cleanser after a long day mm-hmm. um yeah even though we were stuffed at that point of the day <clears throat> uh, i still wanted more of that absolutely um so what was the the whole trip how, how do you think it went overall i thought it was a lot of fun yeah uh we we we, we got started on a <laughs> all right we got it we got to talk about this <laughs> on a difficult <laughs> note a couple difficult notes oh yeah well yeah so i mean my my, my buddy across the table here he's talking about me yeah he's he's a 
he's a bit of a timing. He's a timing person. He enjoys being on time. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do. You enjoy being on time. Um, I do have to say, I was scrambling a bit that morning, and I was a few minutes late getting out the door. And other than the fact that we recorded some video stuff when I got into the car, like I, I know Chris was annoyed. He like, we got to get there. We got to get there. I'm worried about the. I'm worried about the snow. I'm worried about everything. So that was the start. I I, I, I worry a little. Yeah, a little bit. It was okay. I, I, even when there's nothing to worry about, I'll find something. But you something. know, we, we calmed that part down. It was good. We calmed down. I did. By the I, time we got to by your friend uh, Dennis's place. Oh right. And you were nice and calm then. I see. And then yeah. we pulled into his driveway, which, which is, is a, about a thirty degree angle. That might be generous with your math. Yeah. So we get to the bottom, and it it had snowed the night before. We pick up Dennis, and Chris tries to pull up the driveway. I'd say he got maybe 10% up the driveway before he started spinning those tires. And if I thought he was annoyed when I was, you know, five minutes late going, coming down to the car, oh, oh, the look on his face. What? What? Can you tell when I'm mad? Oh, it was great. It made my morning. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was wonderful. Oh, yeah, it was wonderful. Oh, and of course, eventually we got out of the driveway with the aid of some salt and a running start from Dennis's garage. And the two of us pushing. We did push at the top of the driveway, too, yeah. Yeah. Um, I left a lot of tread in Dennis's driveway. Yeah, it, it, was, a, it was a distinct aroma from that driveway when we got out. Get new tires. <laughs> you can charge Dennis for some of those tires. Two <laughs> percent of the tires because of that driveway. That's a write-off. <laughs> um, but you know what? I mean, the trip, I think we had, I had a great time. And... Really diving into, I mean, this is the kind of food I enjoy. This is the kind of food I hunt out in Rochester and anywhere else I travel to. But to go along with with you and Dennis and really walk through it and you know tell you guys some stuff I know, and then you know, explore things that neither of us had tried before was mm-hmm. just fantastic. I I, yeah. I had a blast. Yeah, I agree. I think that um, we both are very passionate about certain things. I love food. You are very passionate about food. Yeah. You study food in a way that I don't. Um, there are some elements of food that I get very into researching and learning about, but local history, uh, regional culture, things like that is where um, I really enjoy um, taking in information. So I think uh, when we do these trips, uh, the two that we've done now to Utica, I think it works well because you're really into knowing every tiny little particle of what's going into these recipes. Yeah. And for me, it's the background and the people. And I know that we both like elements of that, but I think it's, uh, I think we complement each other well on these trips. Yeah. And I, I you know, I'm, I'm really excited to, um, to go one, go back to Utica again and to keep on exploring. So if we went back to Utica, what would we do for the next one? Ooh, man. I would like to get to some of these even more off the beaten path places that we saw. So, and I think what that would mean is not showing up with a list. Yeah. Literally just driving aimlessly and stopping. I think we might have to do that um, or do a research trip. But if we go on a research trip, we're just going to... mission? If we go on a research trip, we're just going to document it anyways. (laughs) (laughs) We just can't help ourselves. Right. Walk into these places, guns a-blazing with cameras and videos and... (laughs) (laughs) We're here to take the pictures! (laughs) So, no, I think think that would be interesting. Um, 
I think we should do a coffee tour of Utica. Oh, that could be interesting. Bosnian coffee, Turkish coffee, Thai coffee. There's so so much Thai stuff coffee can, with boba. So much stuff we can get into. Um, we would be jittery for weeks. It'd be great. Well, so Mr. Clemens, um, this is coming out the same day as our YouTube video, mm-hmm. and uh, where can people find that? Um, so I think what I'm going to do is um, write a short little blog post and include embed the video right in that. So um, we'll have a list of all the places we stopped and all the foods that we ate spelled correctly. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> I'm going to do my best. Yeah. So you can find that rate on uh, the website at exploringupstate.com. I'll be linking to it on Food About Town cool. and on all of our social medias as well. Right. Um, so thanks for going on the trip with you, Chris. No. Thank you, man. It was awesome. Yeah, it was. So, um, last plugs for Exploring Upstate? Yeah, uh, you can find the site at exploringupstate.com. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on the Instagram. Uh, that's all the things I'm on. Yep, and uh, you can find me at Stromy on Twitter and Instagram, Food About Town on Facebook. So, if you've got any Utica thoughts or favorites, um, make sure you reach out to us and let us know so... We can stuff ourselves crazy next time we go. Hell yeah. See ya. Thanks, man.